The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. From among the disciples, the Lord appointed 70 and sent them out ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick who are there, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into the streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to my feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. The Gospel of the Lord. In today's Gospel, we have Jesus commissioning the 70 to go out into all the towns and villages and proclaim his message of peace and good news because the laborers were few and the harvest was plentiful. That same commission is given to us because in our baptism we're given a share in Christ's ministry of priest, prophet, and king. So we're commissioned as Catholics to have the message of good news on our lips and to proclaim it everywhere. How do we do that? There are many things to prepare us, certainly prayer, but one of the most important things is set out in the first reading from Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah in the Old Testament, this would be after the release of the Jews from Babylon, he held high office in the Persian government, was well liked by the king. But being a Jew, he knew that the walls of Jerusalem were in ruins. This was after the destruction of the city by the Babylonians. The temple had been rebuilt, but the walls were not. And so he asked for permission to go to Jerusalem. He's given that, and he ensures that the walls are built. But it's one thing to build walls, stone walls, to protect the city. It's another thing then to rebuild the people's faith. And the people at that time of Israel, having returned to Jerusalem amid the rubble, were despondent. And they were being also challenged, attacked by the surrounding nations who did not want the walls to be rebuilt. And so they had fallen into a kind of despair. And Nehemiah now is going to not only have the walls rebuilt, but the people's faith. And so he commissions the priest Ezra to take the scriptures, and at that time that would have been the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament, and to read it in the presence of the people, which he did from morning till evening. All the people, men and women, anyone who could understand, were gathered and the scriptures were read. And we see the results in today's first reading. The people answered, Amen, Amen, and lifting up their heads, 
They bowed and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And then the Levites, who were the priests of the day, helped the people understand the law. And there was great rejoicing because the people had been revived in their faith. They had understood the words that were declared to them. In the responsorial Psalm 19, we hear a good description of what it means to have the scriptures alive in a person's heart. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. More to be desired are they than gold, even fine gold, sweeter than honey, the drippings of the honeycomb. Today we celebrate the memorial of one of the great saints of the scriptures, and that is St. Jerome. He was an early doctor of the church. He was born in 342, baptized at the age of 18. He went off as a young man into the desert to be alone and to study and learn the languages, which would be very important. Hebrew, so he could understand the Old Testament. Of course, he knew Greek, and he was able then to translate the scriptures from the original languages into the language of the common people, which would have been Latin. And this is known as the Vulgate. And in the 16th century, the Council of Trent declared Jerome's translation, the Vulgate, the official text of the Catholic Church. And that has paved the way for many, many further translations of the scriptures, and that's why we have such an accurate Bible today. So it's an invitation for us to never let a day go by without opening the scripture and just reading as much as we can, but asking the Holy Spirit to help us understand so that like the people of the first reading, the Old Testament, our hearts may be revived because that's exactly what is needed today. St. Paul in his letter to the Romans chapter one says, the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith for it is the righteousness of God. In it, the righteousness of God is revealed. The author of the letter to the Hebrews adds, the word of the Lord is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So it conveys wisdom, it builds our faith, and it brings Christ into the center of our lives. And what's more needed today than that? So we ask our Saint Jerome to pray for us that we would be revived and to read the scriptures daily and let it speak to us so we may be bearers of the light, bearers of truth, and bearers of hope.